The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, fine right now, but uh, it's going to be hot today. Right Here. now, 70 degrees, and the National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory in effect from 1 this afternoon until 6 this mm. afternoon. Uh, temperatures above 92 and heat index values as high as 102 plus. It looks like we're going to get some uh, thunderstorms and showers throughout the afternoon and strong winds and uh, could be um, some flooding from uh, heavy rains. So just hmm. be aware. We're supposed to go horseback riding today at three, uh, Brandon and I and uh, the crew from Experience Jackson. So I don't know if that will happen. We will see. Uh, real quick golf news, Cameron Shannon, she's competing at the Junior PGA Championship in Cog Hill, right outside of Chicago. Oh, wow. She shot a 75 yesterday, so she'll need to shoot a couple under probably to make the cut. Talked to her co one of her coaches, Steve Sari, last night. She was, um, at one point, she was minus four through 10 holes. Wow, she's just amazing. Kinda had a hard time coming in. Um, mm. But these are the best juniors in the world, so hopefully she has a good day today and makes that cut and of course Cog Hill a uh, very famous uh, course in the mm -hmm. uh, Chicago area they played uh, uh, I think they played the they played one of the FedEx Cup events there at Cog Hill I can't remember the name of it years ago maybe it was the BMW hmm. I talked to Elaine Crosby the other day LPGA pro about uh, Cameron Shannon and she thinks she's the next Elaine Crosby. You know, she's got a similar story to <laughs> Elaine to where she didn't grow up playing the game. Um, Elaine, of course, was a tennis player mm -hmm. and then picked up a golf club. I think she is too. I mean, like, she's just, uh, why not? Why not? She's got it. I can't tell you the last time we've had uh, a young female golfer playing the Junior PGA National Championship. So, yeah. Yesterday was uh, primary election day in the state of Michigan. Did you get... Uh, one of these little stickers. I did. I didn't bring it in today, though. <laughs> huh. I didn't know we were we were nice. supposed to. <laughs> uh, Tudor Dixon uh, won the Republican uh, gubernatorial primary. And told you that was going to happen. Uh, I think everyone knows. She, she won 80 of the state's 83 counties, really? including Jackson County. She got 40% of the vote. Uh, Ryan Kelly, who came in fourth, he's not conceding. Uh, this morning <laughs> at 5 o'clock, he said... There's something wrong with the votes. And that's who you voted for? <laughs> no, I didn't vote for him. I would um, concede right away and move on to my, uh, my next thing. Um, all the local millages passed. Yes, all of them. All of them, so mm -hmm. that's good. That yep. tells me that uh, things are good in Jackson, that's, right? Yeah, the uh, transportation millage, uh, Northwest Schools, Rod Mills uh, Park, Sandstone Township, uh, Police and Fire all passed. All uh, incumbents running for uh, county commission, uh, they won. Uh, Tim Wahlberg, 
in the new congressional district won his primary. He won in a landslide. Landslide, 60%. Sue Schenck won the uh, 14th Senate Democratic primary. Jonathan Lindsay won the 17th Senate Republican primary. And Kathy Schmaltz won the 46th House Republican primary. No, no real surprises. Not that I saw. I was going through the election results and I saw that there was a gentleman named Bart that won in Michigan. Yes, Did Bart, you see that? Bart Goldring. He will be facing Tim Wahlberg <laughs> in November. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't think he's got a chance. <laughs> well, I hope, he, I, I hope when he does his campaign, he just does Bart on his signs and I'll just You just keep those. him. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Just um, how many people turned out in Jackson County to vote? Percentage. Uh, 8%. 13%. Okay, 13%. Okay. 13%. Wow, it's great. It's great. I wonder what the other people were doing. <laughs> well, that's okay. That was a nice day. There's been a new bill introduced in Congress, one of your friends, Bernie Sanders, Vermont deal, mm -hmm. Social Security Expansion Act. That was introduced in June. So under the terms of the bill, current Social Security recipients or... Uh, those who turned 62 in 2023 would receive an extra $200 each month in the check, which would mm -hmm. be the largest increase ever. What say you? Well, it's kind of a um, move to um, prevent a Republican plan that is being discussed that would actually uh, raise the age of eligibility to collect Social Security. To what? Uh, well. It starts at, uh, it's, it's stepped. Yeah, different. 62, yeah. right? 62, right, it would 66, go 70. Our uh, life expectancy is longer and Social Security uh, could become insolvent. The, um, there's a Republican plan to raise the age by two years so people wouldn't be able to collect um, because they're living longer. You know, when I was a kid, I thought you just worked 30 years no matter what you did. I'm 40, I've already worked for 30 years, mm. you know? I don't think I'll ever be able to retire. You haven't worked for 30 I years. I feel like I have. <laughs> no. No? No. Well, you have. I, I've worked for 30 years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have some funny news. Oh, good. Do you like funny? Yeah. Uh, in NIL news, which is name, image, and likeness news, uh, freshman wide receiver for Nebraska signed an NIL deal with SOS Heating and Cooling, an Omaha-based HVAC company. Wow. The freshman's name? The coldest Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perfect, right? Awesome. Perfect. The coldest Crawford. The coldest? The coldest. He's the coldest He's the coldest. First of all, credit to his parents. Uh, you name you name your son something like that. You really have to uh, have to be a, a great athlete, right, Brandon? And he and he did it. He did, yeah. A lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah so the well, coldest. I like it. On the other hand, you name your daughter Tudor. She could be running for governor. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking everywhere for uh, Tudor Dixon was in a horror film. I can't find the clip. Did She's you know? been in a couple of yeah, just, horror films. Yeah, a couple, yeah. Act, couple of acting roles. So, But that's cool. So uh, Nebraska getting some early news, uh, not because of their uh, play, just because of DeColdis, which is cool. I think that's very cool. That's one of the best mm -hmm. NIL deals. That and Little John Daly with the Hooters. <laughs> good uh, stuff. Today, the uh, family night at the Cascades featuring Don Middlebrook and his uh, band of, uh, it's like... Um, 
uh, what's the guy's name with the cheeseburger in paradise? Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. He plays Jimmy Buffett like music. Nice. And over in uh, Grass Lake, Billy Joe Hunt will be performing at Music in the Park during the uh, farmer's market. So keep our fingers crossed that uh, storms don't threaten those events. It's time for Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon and the Heather Herndon team. And what better to highlight than the Jackson County Fair and the Jackson County Fair is coming August 7th to 13th. Come out and enjoy a day or two at the fair filled with fun games, exciting rides, livestock, entertainment events, and of course, the tasty food. Visit jacksoncountyfair.net for more. Of course, we love uh, Fair Week here. Thanks to uh, mm -hmm. Heather for uh, helping us promote Fair Week in Jackson. Uh, a couple of uh, sports notes. Uh, the person I consider the greatest sportscaster of all time, Vin Scully, passed away yesterday. The LA Dodgers releasing a statement that uh, he died yesterday at the age of 94. For 70 years, the voice of the Dodgers they started, he started when they were the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. He was with NBC, CBS. He was the CBS lead golf announcer for many years. It's amazing. Um, he is, he's just got, he's just so, he was, his delivery, uh, his knowledge of the game, his powers of description, uh, and he was so well loved. He really was. Uh, according to the American Sportscaster Association, in 2010 they voted him top sportscaster of all time. Yeah, and I don't think any sportscaster will ever be as closely associated with the team that they worked with uh, ever again, no. like uh, Vin Scully was. So, legend, legend, legend. And what a name too, Vin Scully. Vin Scully, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and a great man. Uh, just very generous and just a, a really an awesome person. Uh, I know that um, your wife and my wife both like to get their nails done. Mm -hmm. Well, now at Target, this is amazing, uh, they have a machine. It's a robotic um, machine that you go to Target mm -hmm. and you put your money in and you put your fingers in the slots and a robot actually does your nails. It's $10. No cut, shape, or gel, but you can get your nails done. Would you do that? <laughs> I might. <laughs> so, what? Where's this? What morning, target? Tar well, Are they introducing these? It's in three targets right now. So coming soon to a target near you. Wow. Yeah. They mm -hmm. just do everything, don't they? Mm -hmm. I've been trying to look into these California wildfires. I'm um, trying to figure out, like, what does it cost to fight these fires? And it's hard to find a number. Um, on average, it's like $2.1 billion uh, a year to fight the fires. Um, they have to find out because they need to send a bill to the guy that throws the cigarettes. They do. Well, you know, a lot of it's federal land, so the U.S. government pays for that. California has to kick in quite a bit. Mm -hmm. California in 2020, for example, they, uh, they were $900 million over, over budget on their fire suppression <laughs> efforts. So, you know, they, Cal Californians for the next two years will uh, spend $800 million out of their general fund. But again, none of, 
it still isn't enough money to uh, to fight these fires. It's Taxes, I, I guess, are very high in California. <laughs> I think so. Pay for the fire. I think so, and and I don't know if you remember. There's 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 different taxes that we don't have here. Um, if you go out to eat in a large city, you're going to pay a, I think it's 3.5 or 4% uh, health care tax and uh, like a homeless tax type thing. Homeless tax? Like a homeless tax, like money that goes to the homeless. I mean, that's not the exact name for it. I don't it. think the homeless are getting it. Because well, I'm just saying it goes to the, it goes to um, the government, obviously it's a tax and then they put it into some type of food program. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky out there. Uh, I've got a job you might be interested in. You have already a great job. Uh, a Canadian candy company is looking for a chief candy officer. Mm. And you will make $78,000 a year and you work from home taste testing candy. Oh my God. They've already had 20,000 applications uh, for the job. Oh, I bet. 100,000 Canadian dollars. Are you sure it's not a scam? You, hmm? you sure it's not a scam? No, it's not a scam. Uh, they investigated in this company called Candy Funhouse. It's an online candy retailer, the largest in Canada, is actually hiring the head taste tester. That's weird. You'd wow. think they'd have somebody on staff already. You would think. You would think. How did they get to that point? Maybe he know. left or this she person, left for another job. They'll be choosing the candies that they'll be selling online. I wonder what the resume would be that they're looking for. What qualifications would they I, th I don't Very know. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting question. <laughs> the, um, in the job app uh, listing, you can be six years old and up. Really? So a kid could get this job. So. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Barrett might be. Does yeah, he like candy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. With that candy. That's crazy. Uh, we had football, uh, we've been doing football media days all week. Uh, we'll be back at Michigan Center again uh, today and tomorrow. Thanks to Michigan Center for hosting us. We had our uh, wonderful team of Noah Baker, Jeff Steers, Josh Brigat, and uh, David Rice was there as well, uh, doing a great job. So thanks to, thanks to all the teams for uh, coming and we've got a, uh, a bunch of highlights, interviews, and more on our website. So check that out right now. Coming soon, our 23rd season of high school sports beginning in uh, just over three weeks, three and a half weeks. Uh, JTV Sports will again this fall be bringing you live high school football along with replays all weekend long. It is the um, 23rd season. That's awesome. The world leader in local high school sports television JTV Sports. Uh, more information, uh, visit our website or uh, give us a call. Today's show is brought to you by The Jewelry Shop and they carry a wide selection of bridal sets and fine jewelry, colored gemstone rings, earrings, and pendants. They do all jewelry repairs on site and uh, not a lot of folks do that. They are the best. They're open 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. located at Franklin and West Ave in Jackson. Check out the jewelry shop today. When you were talking about football, I thought you were going to bring up um, Stephen Ross Ooh. being fined for tampering with Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't like to talk about Stephen Ross. <laughs> uh, the owner of the uh, Miami Dolphins apparently was trying to uh, lure Tom Brady to his team and Sean Payton. Well, wasn't Sean Payton suspended when they when? Who isn't suspended in the NFL? He was suspended yes. at the time. 
Oh, so it's okay to tamper with a suspended person? I think. Okay. I mean, you see what else is going on okay. in the league? Mm -hmm. um, and then the Tom Brady thing, I mean, I'm sure they were at like a Michigan function and someone overheard him saying something, so. No. I don't know. <clears throat> Whatever. Well, he's paying for it. Who's on the show today? Today we have a great show. We have Jacob Innocencio, Melissa Burgett, and Kelly Schweitzer. Jacob's coming up next. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. The Back to School Blast is happening. It's the fifth annual Back to School Blast, and it's August 4th, 3 to 7 at Horace Blackman Park, and it's a great opportunity to get a free backpack, one per child, and then free school supplies and other uh, free items, and there'll also be free dental exams and free immunizations provided by the Center for Family Health. Again, that is August 4th, tomorrow, 3 to 7 p.m. at Horace Blackman Park. We welcome back to the show the president and founder of Grow Jackson, Jacob Innocencio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back. You've got actually something going on tonight, don't you? Tonight. Like Wellness Wednesday? Oh, uh, yeah, we do have Wellness Wednesday yeah. tonight. I forgot we're already at Wednesday. It's hot for that. For right? sure. It is going to be hot. <laughs> and actually, we probably need to talk about that um, with our yoga instructor. So that's a conversation I'll have to have after this. Um, we it might had a couple. Of, it might rain, yeah. So we might have had a couple of hiccups with Wellness Wednesday, with COVID and all this other stuff. Um, but we found that when we had our actually our groundhog, I didn't even wear this shirt for that, but our groundhog gallop um, that we helped kind of bring back as a fundraiser this past February, and we're going to have again this upcoming February. That we had a really good interaction with the community in terms of talking about physical uh, activity as a function of wellness and how that nicely tied into what we do with fresh food access because we know diet and exercise are two sides of the same coin for community wellness and functional health. So it worked out really well. We're not a health or exercise nonprofit, but um, we see how those intermingle and go together and good way to get people active. And you've been, uh, you've been cooking up some good partnerships. Talk yeah. about uh, some of those partnerships and, and what that allows you to do for your organization. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I was working with Rise Above very closely as a student facilitator, and those students have been doing a ton of work in our gardens, um, which is great hands-on experience, gives them a chance to get community service, mm -hmm. and actually there's a garden at Rise Above, um, so that partnership is fantastic, and I know Neil's been a guest on the show before. Yeah. Um, we work really closely with YPOP, Young People of Purpose, okay. uh, Diane Washington's founder and president of that, and they just had a really cool exhibit um, at Dallas Sharp Museum for the last couple of weeks. Um, but we work with YPOP. I talk to Diane almost every day. They spend a ton of time uh, in the King Center Garden, uh, which we jointly operate. And we spend a lot of time in her gardens um, sharing ideas and resources and, you know, trying to, we really believe in that mentality of rising tides, lift all boats. So what's good for Diane is good for, you know, the community is good for Grow Jackson and vice versa. Um, and we have a new uh, partnership with the Welcome Home organization known as Who Vision. They do some great work around uh, supporting veterans uh, and community outreach, kids, uh, daycare, stuff like that. So uh, we're really looking forward to seeing how that partnership uh, financially and programmatically can flourish. So a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, the gardens are growing. I asked you the other day uh, about corn. You're not doing corn this year, but uh, is the corn in? I haven't seen corn. I haven't seen corn. No, there's no corn. 
It's a lot of work, and people grow sweet corn in mass much more effectively than we do. Uh, it's we found the mixed vegetable thing is just a lot easier. And uh, truth be told, when kids are walking through it, you want to be able to keep track of them. <laughs> yeah. So it'd look ridiculous probably to have just a, a little area of, mm -hmm. of corn growing mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, but the gardens are producing. Yeah. And yes. How does that work with these? Um, so you've got the garden at the King Center. Mm -hmm. You've got one at St. Mary's mm -hmm. uh, Tomlinson. Yep. Uh, so people, do they participate in maintaining the gardens? Sure. We have uh, a lot of people come into the garden and do various levels of activities. Uh, we uh, have people who help irrigate, sometimes even when we don't need them to. Yeah. Um, we have people who pick stuff too early, and so we're working on some of that community yeah. connection, but we also have a ton of great uh, support. We've had Dawn Foods come out recently and help. Uh, they sent about 90 volunteers to three different gardens. Uh, we had the Ready, Set, Jet program from Jackson College bring about 40 students in support. So we have a ton of community support and help as well. Uh, when we work with the YMCA and King Center Kids doing our teaching, uh, we use that as an opportunity to teach and as an opportunity to uh, you know, do a little bit of actual programming work. So yesterday, uh, YMCA kids came out. We harvested all kinds of different kales and squashes from the St. Mary's Garden, and then kids actually got to take those uh, vegetables home. Uh, there's a great quote uh, from Ron Finley who uh, got kind of famous because he was growing a garden on his strip of land in South Central LA and the city fined him for that and he fought the city and won and now he goes by the gangster gardener. He's got a great TED talk. Yeah. Um, but he says that when kids grow kale, kids eat kale. And that's one of my favorite lines because it's something really exciting about pulling something out of the ground that you've seen this process all summer and you saw when this plant went in the ground and now you've harvested it, you've bundled it up, you're going to take it home pretty unlikely that 30 kids were going to go home yesterday asking to make kale for dinner right. if they're not harvesting it. And so we're just hoping to kind of change some of those mindsets and mentalities around vegetables. Now there's an important meeting you'd like people to come to. Uh, Councilwoman Arlene Robinson mm -hmm. is putting on in uh, Ward 1. Yep. And there's uh, a potential for uh, community grocery. 100%. Now, uh, what does that mean? Sure. So that is something that we are not managing. A lot of people uh, know that Grow Jackson works in the fresh food space um, and we try to impact structural change, uh, but that is not something we manage. Um, that's something the city has been working on well before uh, you know I moved home from college and mm -hmm. started this. Um, but the MLK Corridor Improvement Authority, uh, which is the group of people tasked with um, building the economic prosperity um, in large parts of Ward 1 and Ward 2, from Franklin to South Street, uh, between Cooper and Fourth, oh no, excuse me, between, yeah, Cooper and Fourth. Um, that group has for years been working on tax incremental financing mm -hmm. and all kinds of other economic development projects while still making sure it happens equitably to raise the standard of living because we know that due to racist banking practices and redlining that wealth was extracted and stolen from a community for years and years and years because of race. And you can look on the maps and it mm -hmm. says don't loan to black people and yeah, not Americans. Yeah. So when that happens, people lose wealth, and now we have you know, the situation we have on the south side. Um, so the authority is set to change that. Um, and Vice Mayor Arlene Robinson, as well as Mayor Mahoney and Chief Equity Officer John Willis are all on that, as well as a plethora of other really brilliant community members. And so she has a ward meeting happening tomorrow night to talk about the work the authority is doing, um, talk about what's like, just pretty much the tremendous things that. Is, are happening over there and getting community feedback on the best way to see that grocery store come to fruition. Mm -hmm. You know, we want, um, as a whole community, we want to have that community ownership 
And I want to see it done equitably, and the city's committed to doing it equitably and making sure that the wealth that gets generated from that venture is going to go back into the community right. and provide a resource which is essential to community health, right? 60% of people in Ward 1 are, I believe that's the number, are transportation um, right. insecure or right. transient. So they're fresh food within walking distance. Absolutely. And that's what we set out to try to tackle with our farm stands. And we have those farm stands at the St. Mary's Garden and the King mm -hmm. Center Garden. But structural food access year-round is essential for a viable community. Mm -hmm. And a grocery store led by the city and the work of the authority is going to be crit critical to getting that done. And there's actually a piece of property the city has mm -hmm. behind the dollar store mm -hmm. at MLK and yep. Prospect. And I think that will be a really um, unique approach. I, and again, this is not something we're directly doing, but we're staying behind and fully support. Uh, so that Ward 1 meeting is tomorrow night. Um, at the King Center at 6.30. And it's a good chance to get feedback and to ask questions and yeah. learn. Because when the city has this ARPA money coming in and they're gonna spend these funds, there's a lot of ideas about how that should be done. Um, but we have to be really intentional, I think, about reinvesting in a community that was historically and systemically stolen from. I guess kale's out. Hey, we gotta get some kale going. Get some kale, <laughs> we've got squash, we've got collards and all kinds of other vegetables are gonna be coming out in the coming weeks. Cool. People can go to the farm stand, take what they need. People always say to me, well, I'm not food insecure. And I said, take it and share it with somebody, yeah. right? There's not a demographic, regardless of wealth, uh, that is eating enough vegetables in this country. So we're looking forward to everybody getting some fresh food this summer. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here and yeah. uh, enjoy the uh, meeting tomorrow. We look forward to yeah, talking absolutely. to you after that. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Jacob Innocencio, president and founder of Grow Jackson. Melissa Burgett is coming up next on The Morning Show. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back. Thanks to Vermeulens for helping us bring you today's show. They're now in their third generation of being family owned and operated, and they pride themselves on offering high quality, name brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulens for helping us bring you today's show. Joining us now from Orthopedic Rehab Specialist, Community Outreach Coordinator, Melissa Burgett. Good morning. Good morning. That's a tongue twister. It is. <laughs> I'm Not glad I didn't have to say that. <laughs> how are you? I'm great, how are you guys? Good. Can I, can I real quickly say hello to Donna Pahorns, my mom. She is watching oh, yeah. in Cleveland, Ohio. I told her I was going to be on TV in about five minutes, and awesome. she said, I'm already tuned in. Beautiful. So, hi, Mom. Nice. Love it. <laughs> hi to Cleveland. Everyone in uh, the, uh, what, what's the nickname of Cleveland? Uh, um, Rock City? Yeah, Ro we'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Go Guardians. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be an Indian by, uh, uh, I Cleveland don't know Indians what's going fan on. by. Yeah. I, Anyways, um, so I, we, I digress. I was I was at your house twice in one day recently. <laughs> yes, you Plus were. Plus, and I <laughs> celebrating uh, uh, Melissa's husband Josh's fortieth birthday, which we had a great time out out at out the lake that day. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. So, twice in one day. I was there twice in one day, wasn't I? Yes. Yes, I was. Oh yeah, dropping off and picking up. Something like that. Correct. <laughs> yes, that's yes. Something like yes, that. Yes, but yes. it was a good time. Well, here we are. Uh, yeah. Another race coming up this. Saturday. Yes, we have the Clark, Rain, the Clark Lake Run this weekend. This is a big one. The tradition behind this race is huge. This is the 46th run Clark Lake. Um, it, 
it is one that brings a lot of, of families together, Some, similar to the turkey drop, but probably even in deeper than that, that a lot of lake families that have had houses and cottages there over the years come back for this race. And I just checked, I brought my computer with me, and there's 467 people signed up for this race. Pat will tell you that's still down from what the, you know, back in their heyday, but this is probably... 150 more than last That's year. That's awesome. So really super excited. They brought the 12K back this year. Pat, I know, is excited about that. So a lot of racers. The beach bar is ready. They just got done with some renovations. So it's going to be a great, great time. This is kind of the uh, kind of the cap to yeah. end the summer. This You have a few week break before mm -hmm. some of the races in September. So this is kind of the... Uh, the big summer finale. I see so many familiar faces in this, in these photos. It's a great event. It is, and that's that. To, to your point, seeing all the familiar faces is what's really been fun for me, at being a part of the races, learning the races, and getting to know people. Is to see all of the people that continue to participate in all of them, and see the families that come together, especially in this race. Uh, that you'll see coming and participating as a group or you know the parents run and then the kids run afterwards and the people that hang out after so yeah. I'm really excited it's fun Josh is running the 12k so we will keep our fingers crossed for him <laughs> it looks it's like gonna uh, be warm yeah it is gonna oh be warm. I know it's yeah. gonna be 90 it looks uh, like our, not at eight though it looks like our our community just by these pictures you know a healthier community right yes. this is a, just a the series is just great for that it is and this this picture was brought up today uh it, we just had a big team meeting for ors on friday and in talking about our community engagement and the races and why it's so important and why ors has really committed to being a part of this is this picture right here and kip cunningham is the gentleman on the left of this picture, um, our friend Ryan in the middle, and then my husband Josh on the right. And Kip brought it to my attention. He said, you know, Melissa, there's a picture that was taken from the Rose Run, and I want, you know, please feel free to use it. He goes, but what, because what you don't understand is that there's over 200 pounds lost in this picture. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think there's um, more. And, and you're probably at right yeah. at yeah. this point. Um, but he said, you know, it, it's not because of the race series that this, that the, this weight loss has happened, but, the race series has given us the opportunity to continue down our wellness, uh, our wellness challenge and our wellness goals. Whereas for another gentleman in this picture, it's given them the opportunity to prove that they can because they haven't been able to in the past because of you know, their own health challenges. And now they're, they are at a point where they can go out and can participate in mm -hmm. these races. And by having them in the Jackson area, having that accessibility, makes it you know it, it makes that opportunity just something more it holds them accountable it makes them want to do it and motivates them so that to us really kind of hit home for me mm. and be able to share that message with my team i think really brought just elevated that whole process within uh, within mm. team ors itself yeah it really is and so many ways you touch the community i was talking to a friend of mine claudia the mm -hmm. other day going through uh, uh, rehab after uh, knee surgery and she just can't believe how uh, compassionate and, and uh, caring and uh, professional that uh, her therapist is at the uh, Joint Center mm -hmm. and she just is you know amazed that uh, the, the quality and the level of service that uh, ORS provides. And I experienced that, you've experienced mm -hmm. that uh, and it's great that you have this additional outreach and sponsoring uh, and actually getting people out to be healthy and run. 
Thank you so much, Claudia. And please give my best to Claudia for that. That's really what makes ORS different. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people say, but if you've come through the doors at ORS, you feel it. And it's from the second that you start from top to bottom. Some people don't realize that they've actually been treated by one of the owners. All of our mm -hmm. owners are actually practitioners mm -hmm. and none of them come across or let you know that they're one of the owners while they're, they're providing treatment. And people are surprised when they leave mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my goodness. Like one of the owners, like Kevin or Aaron or Brandon was actually my, my physical therapist today. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize that, but from top to bottom, that that's how we present ourselves and that's how we want to be in the, in the community. So thank you for that. I know you've rehabbed some of these runners <laughs> that are back out on the, uh, uh, on the race or on the course. Um, you have a lot of, we have a lot of foot, ankle mm -hmm. running injuries. Mm -hmm. What are some common ones that, uh, that you see? Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, general knee pain or patellofemoral syndromes. Uh, and that's one of those things where you talk about, you know, what can you do if you want to run, you want to go, just do it. Well, you kind of have to make sure that you're strong enough to be mm -hmm. able to do it before you do it, or you will come to see us for those little things. But one thing to know is that ORS does offer free assessments. So if you do have a little mm. ache or pain, you can come in for free, have somebody check you out to see if physical therapy is what your needs are, or if just a little tweak in what you're doing is, is yeah. more appropriate for you. I was on Clark Lake last night, and they are they're all getting ready for the run yeah. and Raftorama. Oh my gosh. Oh, fun. It's Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Good that's weekend. A great time. Yeah, where were you at on a boat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Have you ever been invited to the Brigats? No, I've really? never been to it. I think he has. I think he has. <laughs> Josh, that's on you, bud. No. <laughs> very, very nice. You know what nice. they do on Clark Lake when you go on a boat? Oh, that's where a so-and-so That's lives. every lake. That's every lake. We don't do that. No, no, you guys don't. But every lake does that, yeah. you know? If you've lived, if you've lived on the, a la the lake for 40, 50 years, I think at that point, that's when you're I go. might have a few more years to, to get to I think so. Um, you guys have a, uh, a new uh, sponsor yes. on the medals here. So I wanted to bring these. Just came in the mail last night. So this is, this everyone, first to be seen here on JTV. This is the finisher medal for the... ORS Oktoberfest 10K 5K. It is sponsored by IEP Urgent Care Jackson and hosted by Grand River Brewery. Awesome. Two so, of our great partners as yeah, well. Yeah, we are so excited. The medals, all the bling, the stuff you get when you're in these races, this year it's unbelievable. It's never been like this. I meant to bring some of those with me this morning and I failed at that. But Jeff Heath, the Hanover, oh, those, were, those awesome. were huge, and Jeff Heath himself hand, like cut them and then went and painted them. That's cool. And the traffic jamming one, absolutely. And I wanted to ask, I was thinking about this this morning, what's been your, your, your feedback in coming to some of the races over the couple of years? I mean, you guys have been a huge supporter of us over the years, but now you're a partner, and Bart, you take fantastic photos. Everyone here takes fantastic photos, but it's so fun when I see you there to interact with the community. What's been your feedback and what you've seen with the races? Well, I think people are excited that there is um, a focus on, on running, that there are companies like uh, ORS and, and JTV and Experience Jackson and Lomar and uh, Grand River Brewery mm -hmm. that are investing in making sure that this series is the best it could possibly be. And the, I, I, I get that appreciation. I, when I'm mm -hmm. at the races, um, people just thank us for uh, the photos and the photo galleries. They'd love to see the, themselves running in the, uh, in the races. So, yeah, yeah everyone just, who's there on those mornings wants to be there. So everyone's happy and in a good mood. And 
you know, I don't think there's any anywhere runners would rather be yeah. on that day than running in one of these uh, one of the, these races. And the series is really elevated um, to, I mean, like I said, we're getting back to, I mean, over 450 people mm -hmm. at Clark Lake, you know, a year or so after COVID, I'd, I'd say that's pretty good. People love the photo galleries. I know that's one of the first places they go yeah. after the races to see if they can find themselves. And I can guarantee everyone will find themselves because there's so many great photos. Yeah. You really capture this, that, the ambiance of the day with the pictures you guys take. And it's so fantastic. Well, thanks to ORS for uh, sponsoring the <laughs> photo gallery. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you Saturday at Clark Lake. Yep, we'll be there. We'll you be there. You can register right now at uh, ORS's running series online. Mm -hmm. uh, find us and we'll look for you on Saturday morning. Melissa Burgett from ORS. More of The Morning Show. Stay tuned. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. There's a summer concert series in Albion happening all summer long. It's Swinging at the Shell, and uh, our show date and time for this Sunday is August 7th, 6 o'clock, Miles Over Mountains. That's bluegrass. And again, bluegrass. Bluegrass, yeah. Swinging at the Shell, and that is uh, free to the public thanks to the following sponsors, Caster Concepts, Parks, Drugstore, Team One Plastics, and the Albion Community Foundation. We have a brand new food circus premiering today. Our summer grilling series visits Lake Somerset, and the home of Jim Wida, Adrian Sharp, takes in the beauty of the lake along with uh, some sliders, pizza, nachos, mm. drinks, and more. That's, I think, a special uh, beer recipe from Somerset. I think Somerset Lake. Yeah, Daniel L. Jacob and uh, the team at um, Food Circus today on JTV. We'd now like to welcome, from Jackson Catholic Schools, Director of PR, Kelly Schweitzer. Good morning. Good morning. So I was just out at, uh, I was out at Lumen Christi, yes. and that campus is changing. Isn't and it? you really wouldn't notice if you were driving by. You really got to get into campus. Absolutely. But uh, I haven't seen changes like that. Uh, that the public will see in a long, long time. I know, there's so much going on out there. I feel like everyone's most excited about the outdoor bathroom facility that yeah. we're going to have by all the sports <laughs> it complex. It is, we, we had a tour and uh, we'll be showing that uh, next week. But as someone who, who has been to a lot of games uh, up there. It's a long walk. It is but, a long walk. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore, yeah. not anymore. And they're coming along really, really well. So hopefully those will be done soon, ready for football. Um, make sure everyone can come out and see the campus because a lot of changes have been made. Yeah, and it's an even longer walk when the culvert is damp. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> the amount of concrete out so there much concrete. is insane. It's but the great. new uh, baseball field, I think you're going to get an opportunity. I think some, uh, I think some districts are going to be hosted there. Absolutely. Like that. It's yes. really, it's it's almost like a park-like setting. It is. It's top of the line. It's one of the best in the state of Michigan. It's beautiful. Everyone needs to come out and see it. Uh, something going on today, Jackson Catholic Schools is having a teddy. A teddy bear picnic mm -hmm. at St. John's. 
We are so excited about it. Um, kids can bring their favorite stuffed animal. Doesn't have to be a teddy bear. It's from 5 to 6.30 at the playground at St. John's. Um, they're going to do kind of a meet and greet with your teddy bear to kind of help the preschoolers and kindergartners get to know some new friends and bring some new friends with them so they can see what Jackson Catholic Schools are all about. You should bring Ella and Bear Bear. I will bring Ella and Bear Bear. It, I, you know, every time you get ready for school, we were, I was talking with my daughter yesterday yeah. about feels like just yesterday I was standing outside at kindergarten and you didn't want to go in. Absolutely. And I'm thinking how this teddy bear it's thing would true. have helped. And I think too with our new principal, Miss Hornby, who is wonderful. If yeah. you guys um, haven't really gotten a chance to meet her yet, she's great. And I think the kids are really going to love her very, very much. So this is a, just a great opportunity for them to meet Miss Hornby too. We have uh, the latest Jackson Catholic School Spotlight to debut today. I'm Tell so excited about this one. This is Ryan and Alicia Miller at Lumen Christie. They're both teachers there. Um, they're very dear friends of mine. Ryan went to Lumen Christie as well and they just have such a great story and a great background and I'm really excited for you guys to see it. Let's take a look. We are the Millers. Uh, <laughs> I am Ryan Miller. I am an English teacher here as well as cross country and track and field coach. I've been in education for 14 years, uh, nine of which have been here uh, at Lumen Christie. And uh, this is my beautiful wife. <laughs> and I'm Alicia Miller. I am the art teacher here. I teach middle school and high school art. I've also been in education for 14 years. We kind of started our teaching career together <laughs> and it ended up here at Lumen Christie. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the main reasons why we teach here is one, the, of course, the Catholic faith, uh, the faith values that can be integrated into every single class. Um, uh, but uh, we love the staff here. Uh, I still think we have one of the best staffs uh, in the country. Uh, the way that we interact with one another, the way that we uh, pick each other's brains, the way that our uh, subject areas somewhat uh, gel with one another, and, uh, and just the, the family atmosphere that we have here uh, definitely is uh, one of a kind. Uh, we've been fortunate enough in uh, all of the schools that we've taught at uh, to have uh, such, a, such a great relationship with our colleagues, uh, but we are realistic to know that that is not the case everywhere um, for it. So certainly uh, that's, those are the two main reasons why we have uh, stayed as long as we have. Yeah, definitely the support that we yeah. get. Um, both in our personal life, but also as you know, teachers and whatnot, we we definitely feel loved and a great sense of community here. Um, and our boys, we feel that even um, sending our boys to Catholic school, just the the dedication their teachers have towards them and you know, growing them in their Catholic faith. You know, the, each one of our elementary schools is unique. And that's what makes it so great, I think, as part of it, is you have that diversity in our community. So when we get all three of those Catholic schools uh, here over at Lumen for middle school and then high school, you know, it, it brings in just this unique dynamic of diversity, which is uh, critical, I think, in today's, uh, in today's world uh, for it. And so we certainly love that our boys are at Queens. Uh, obviously, I was alum there. My father was an alum there. Uh, my mother taught there for a number of of years uh, so we certainly have that connection but uh, we know very well you know all the teachers uh, there uh, we know very well that they will love and support our children help them grow in their faith help them grow obviously with their subjects uh, on it but um, yeah, you know it's just uh, to have that relief 
I think is the biggest thing for us to know that our kids are being raised in um, the way that we want them to be raised and not be concerned with uh, what this person is doing with them or anything. I mean, it's just such a, a tremendous relief uh, and a blessing in many ways for that, yeah. to know that we can send off our, our children uh, into a safe, uh, loving environment uh, that will just help them to grow into the men that uh, the Lord intends for them. I think uh, just being part of a parish, you get that sense of community and being at the Catholic schools, it just extends that even further. It's so nice seeing students and families, you know, at Mass on Sunday and having, you know, that special bond with them that extends past just the classroom. So I really, you feel that at sporting events or activities, concerts um, here that you just have, we're, we're bigger beyond just the school walls. Um, it really is just a big family. Yeah, yeah, and seeing them come back from college yeah. or uh, their careers and, uh, you know, shouting our names and then having those conversations with them, uh, you know, from a teaching standpoint, it, uh, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm -hmm. uh, watching them continue to grow and develop into, uh, into adults and then come back and still remember our names and, <laughs> uh, and yeah, continue to grow, it's great. Mm -hmm. They're the Millers. We like the Millers. I mean, I love them so much. Yeah. They are wonderful. The students love them, all the faculty and staff. They just really embody Jackson Catholic Schools as a whole. Now, if someone uh, is interested in any of the Catholic schools, what do they do? They can go to jacksoncatholicschools.org or give any of the schools a call. You can find their number. You just Google whatever school you want, or um, it's on our website. And just come and check it out. Have a tour. Um, I can tour you at any of the elementaries or the high school or middle school and just give you an idea of what we're all about. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people think I can't afford it, I can't afford it, but there's, there's things in place and, uh, you know, there's help, isn't there? Absolutely. So uh, when in August 4th, Thursday, 6 yep. to 7.30, you'll have a Witness the Difference tour. Yep, and if you want to sign up for that, you can do that on our website as well. But like I said, if there's not a specific day or time that works for you that you see on our schedule, just give us a call and I'm happy to, or the principals will be happy to give you a tour and answer any of your questions. Brandon, I'm going to need you to uh, sign up so I can get that $100 uh, discount. <laughs> yeah. that Wouldn't that be great? Right there, I know, isn't that nice? That is nice. Yeah, I love that, yeah. yes. Well, like uh, Ryan and Kelly, also products of the Jackson Catholic Schools. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. And Andy. And Andy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I know, it's great. And your kids. Oh, they are. They're all at Queens, yes. Is Fourth it? grade, third grade, and going into kindergarten. So all three in one school. Wow, that's very cool. And on one schedule, because that preschool yeah. before, I had to go a little bit earlier to pick them up, a little bit earlier to drop them off, and now yeah, I can perfect. just drop them all That'll off. That'll be nice. At the playground at perfect. one time and pick them all up at one time. Is this someone's birthday today? Oh, yes, it's Ryan, my littlest birthday. He's six, which I cannot believe it. So happy birthday, Ryan. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Ryan. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks so much. From Jackson Catholic Schools, Kelly Schweitzer. More of The Morning Show right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Did you enjoy the McDonald's breakfast yesterday? I did, yeah. It was yes. really good. Well, a uh, passenger on an airplane from um, Bali uh, was enjoying their McDonald's breakfast until they found they had to uh, pay a hefty fine. Traveling from Bali, Indonesia to Australia, 
they had not declared that they had brought aboard an egg and beef sausage McMuffin. See, that's different in uh, Bali, egg and beef, plus oh, okay. a uh, ham croissant, again, different in Bali. But you can't bring food on the plane if you don't declare it. Really? Yes, and they got fined 2,664 Australian dollars. Same thing happened a week ago with a Subway sandwich. You think you're, it's okay to bring a sandwich on the plane, but you've got to declare it. So if I get on a, I'm on a plane next week, I say, I have Sabaros. International. Oh, well, I don't have to worry about that. As you know, I only fly domestically. Sabaros. Yeah. And it's really, when people get on the food with, uh, on the plane with food from one of the, you can smell it. It's arrogant. It. You can smell it. <laughs> it is. I did it once yeah. when I was a young boy. I thought it would be great. And I brought yeah. Sabaros onto the plane and I ate it. Two, so two, or three, two or three flights ago, someone brought in, brought a bucket of KFC yeah. on the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a KFC in the airport. Yeah, and they ate the whole thing. I mean, it was a mess. It smelled. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, the um, company McDonald's, they said we'll pay for that. That's nice. Yeah, that's very nice. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, we've got a uh, wonderful show tomorrow. Listen to this lineup. Jeff Bontrager and Shannon Watts from Northwest Community Schools. Lindsay Sykes from Club Life and Cle or Kent Kleinschmidt from Collins Brothers. Oh, nice. Good, uh, good friend of ours and downtown neighbor. And later today we have uh, Superintendent Jeff Beal, Steve Goldfarb, uh, He's a nuclear physicist from Jackson. Smarter than me. Yeah, Stephanie Waffle Stevenson, Dylan Sote, and Justin Schubert, all later today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then.